Uh, welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. Um, I'm Sally, and this week I'm actually joined by one of my good friends, Abby, who's a big West Wing fan. Uh, Andrea's off doing her, dealing with her usual busy schedule, so Abby agreed graciously to join us and talk about access. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, say hi, Abby. <laughs> um so, Abby, we'll just start with a quick little background of, like, how you, how many times have you seen the show, how'd you get into it, <laughs> all that good stuff, how much you love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, I remember vaguely when I was younger actually watching a lot of it when it aired for the first time on TV, um, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, you know, diehard quite yet. I had a job in D.C. for a year. And I had a group of friends who were all obsessed with it. <laughs> and sense. yes, and suggested that I watch it again. And so I did. Uh, and within our group, we all uh, were assigned the different characters. Um, that was actually <laughs> that was actually part of them suggesting that I watch it because when they first met me, they were like, "Oh my God, we found our Ainsley." <laughs> yes. So yes, you're you're definitely the Ainsley. So for I was sure. I was always the Ainsley, and we had we had basically each of the major characters. Um, I was the oh, only wow. girl, though. So okay, there was no like CJ or no one was cool enough to be CJ. Um, okay. I might need to be introduced to the Josh then. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how we've never talked about this yeah, before. But the Josh just got married this summer. Oh, and right, so well. did the Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good for them. <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, no, we had, like, one of each. Um, and so I watched it all over again that year. And since then, I think I've watched it, oh, maybe three more complete times. Or maybe two and a half. I'm pretty sure one of the times I didn't make it all the way through. So I've seen it a lot. And, yes, my my obsession knows no bounds. <laughs> yes, um, I will share that when we did get to do our interview with Emily Proctor, I let Abby have a little bit of a sneak peek because she is such a big Ainsley fan and a Wesling fan in general. But that was a that was a fun little treat. Yes, and it's still saved as a favorite in my email. <laughs> <laughs> so cool! I'm glad you could finally join us um, today. We're going to talk about the episode Access, which is a little bit of a not controversial, but it's there's some, certainly some divided opinions in yeah. the West Wing community. Um, so we'll do a quick take. Oh wait, we have to sing. You have listened to the podcast, so you know that we <laughs> sing the West Wing theme song. <clears throat> so I'm gonna make you do that. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. All right. It's gonna be okay. great. Oh, goodness. I'll start us off. Oh, in man. the zone, right? I think, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. that that and a little bit more nervous now. Just as long <laughs> as I don't have to do any more singing, I'll be fine. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, the hard part's over. So, a little bit of a TikTok for those of you who haven't seen Access in a while, which is apparently a lot of people because people don't like it. But this is the episode <laughs> where there's a film crew following CJ around, and the whole episode is shot from that point of view. It's a documentary style. And they're basically the main storyline is that there is an FBI standoff off the coast of Washington 
and they're dealing with that and trying to avoid catastrophe. And there's also some storyline about CJ's dad. So that's pretty much all that's going on in this episode. Yep, mostly. Yeah. So what? So do you like this episode overall? I do. I mean, well, I already told you, I think CJ's really cool. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm okay with any episode that's all about her. Preferably an episode like this and not a depressing one that's all about her dad. Yeah, like the um, long goodbye, yeah. yeah. So this is a step up from that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I do. I think it, it's interesting to see, even if it's a fake version of the inside of that world, it's interesting to hear their perspectives. Yeah. I agree totally. First of all, I agree on the count of CJ just being the best. I mean, the long goodbye, because when I was watching this episode, I was thinking, I would really just watch Alice and Janney read the phone book. Like, I just am so enthralled by her. Yes. And then I was like, well, then why do I not like the long goodbye? And it's not, it's just a totally different thing. It's out of our environment. It is. Yeah. It's, we're not in the West Wing. We're not, it's just a very different thing. And so this was great because it was so CJ-centric, but it's still in our world and it's still with our favorite characters coming in and out. So that makes it easier to enjoy, I think. Yeah, it is. And you get to see more of, since they focus on her staff, you get to yeah. see more of what her, what the rest of her job would really look like um, outside of interacting with senior staff. Right. And I like that a lot, too, because we don't really see, we've seen so many senior staff meetings, and we've never, and we've seen so many press briefings, but we've never seen the in-between. We've never seen exactly. her go over her schedule with her staff. We've never even really seen her staff other than Carol. Yeah. So that's fun. Carol was also awesome in this episode. We got to see her doing more than just sort of being CJ's secretary, but she was delegating out to people. She was, she was keeping that one, you know, I don't know if he's an intern. I don't remember now already, but but one junior (laughs) staff member in line about what he said to the New York times and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that was fun. To see all of that, and to see how much they loved CJ, too. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because they were all just, like, singing her praises, as I would have done all the time. <laughs> so, that's fair. Um, there is, I thought it was, a complaint is that, I've heard people say that, like, it's a boring episode, it takes a little longer to, like, tell the story, and I've heard the complaint that, like, we're already on the inside of the White House. Like, that's already what the show is, so yeah. <laughs> why are we going deeper inside? But it still was a totally different perspective for me. Yeah, well, it it takes... We've already been inside, but mm-hmm. this one actually takes us out a little bit more so that we see more of what the press secretary would deal with. Um, yeah. So we were given breaks and weren't given the updates, just like CJ was kept out of the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in all the other episodes, CJ might be out of the loop, but we're seeing what happens with Josh and Toby. Yeah. So we at least get to see the side of what she's really doing in her side of the, of the world, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, while all that's going on and we get to see it more from her eyes, I think, which is cool where she notices that the FBI director is there and they start kind of the information starts kind of trickling out, but she still doesn't know the whole picture, and she's still the one waiting for the updates, too, while the press is on her back. So, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, it's just a different perspective, which I think is 
is cool, and she's kind of the only person who gets an episode like this. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. they kind of, I think they kind of do some episodes from, that get you inside Toby's head a little bit more, mm-hmm. but this is really the only one where you see, real time as it's happening, how the activity in the West Wing impacts one of the people. Yeah, I agree with that, and that's that's a really interesting point, what you said at the beginning about, you know, we're, we're on the same playing field as CJ in what we're finding out. I think that does make the episode more interesting and not boring to me because in all the other episodes, you're right. Like, we would we would see CJ get the door shut in her face, kind of, so to speak, but then we would be in on the, the rest of the meeting with right. Josh and, and Toby and Leo. Like, we would, be no, we would know what's going on, and it was so different to see it from CJ's perspective when she's getting dismissed. I, I thought I was more offended. There was one scene early on when Leo was sort of like, that's enough, thanks, CJ. Like, yeah. totally, very dismissive, and I was yeah. way more offended than I normally it's super, am. It's super awkward. It's really, really yeah. awkward. Yeah, and I think that's, like you were saying, that we're on her side, we're totally in her point of view, and I think that that has a lot to do with that, that I was more like, hey, wait, you need to tell us things. <laughs> yeah, I think the timing in the series helped a little bit, too, because mm-hmm. that's, CJ being kept out of the loop is previously something she has struggled with. Yeah. And gets upset by. And so since oh, it's yeah. further along and it's into the second term, I think it's a role she has learned. She's learned to balance that a little better. Mm-hmm. And so she, you can see the development in her character that she doesn't get as upset about it anymore. She she sees it as the necessary evil that it is, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's it would be very different in, you know, season one or two if she, in one of the instances where she got really upset... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I thought that was that was an interesting thing because they did those flashbacks, which you could really yeah. tell because of her hair, <laughs> you know, like oh, this is supposed to be five years ago or whatever. Uh, and I thought that was fun because of the contrast it drew. Because then they would flash to her interview with her; she just looks so sleek and shiny, and like she just was <laughs> so collected and knew, you know, like knew exactly yep. what to say, knew all the right answers. And I thought that was an interesting. Thing to dwell on, I guess, or it was a great contrast to show that they would go from one directly to the other, and it was like, hey, look how much CJ's gotten her act together, and look how good she is at this. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was fun. Definitely. Also fun was having a happy ending. <laughs> I don't want to jump around too much, but like, it's so not known. We we didn't know the whole time. We were finding out stuff with CJ, and. The thing I love about the West Wing is that these kind of episodes could go either way. Like, oh yeah, the whole house could have blown up with everybody in it and injured or killed a few FBI agents or whatever. Like, you just Absolutely. never really know. So it's fun when you get the happy ending. Yep. And when you get the win. <laughs> right. And I mean, this is basically the only time that they bring up this beef with the FBI director. Yeah. Uh, because the situation they reference in the first administration isn't a real one is, you know, right. it's nothing they've shown before. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting that even though there's a happy ending, they were able to throw in this added element of there could still be trouble that it's still, it's following its natural course that if yeah. something like that had happened, even if they were able to make arrests and bring all those charges, that all of those questions would still have lingered mm-hmm. and there still would have been things to deal with. And they didn't just sweep that part under the rug. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah, I agree with that totally. I thought, also, the um, FBI director kind of seems like a jerk. Yeah, he really seems like a jerk. <laughs> and he, yeah, because they normally do a really good job of making characters not, like, a characterization of themselves, yeah. sort of. But the whole, like, he was a ham and, like, wanted to be on the cameras yep. and signed the waivers with no problem. Like, yep. I don't know. And you have to buy that because that's how the yeah. episode works, but... <laughs> and as always, I love Agent Casper. Yes! I'm so excited. I love that they... <laughs> it's so funny that he's such a... a or, I, I don't know, I guess I consider him a bigger star now, like, after the Avengers and stuff. Yeah. So in the yeah. first scene, when he was really just sort of in the background for a second, I was like, wait a minute. That's Agent Casper. And I yeah. got really excited about it. I was like, oh, he's just a background <laughs> actor. So that was fun. Uh, and then he gets to come in and talk to CJ later, too, which was... I liked that shutting the door moment. Yeah. I thought that was... Um, oh, and I thought... What I was going to say a minute ago is I thought... <laughs> I just love documentaries. And so every time the voiceover would come on, I was, like, sold <laughs> on the episode, yes. you know? Yes. And so I did realize halfway through, I was like, wait, do I like this episode just because I love nerdy things and I love documentaries <laughs> and I love every time this soothing narrator comes on and, like, tells me facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. So, it's possible. Yeah, that could have something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> I also loved, or I thought it was interesting to watch everyone. I feel like the, our main staff and our main characters doing interviews was interesting because yes. we were watching them act. Like, Richard Schiff is acting as Toby, who is acting in the interview, if that makes yes. sense. Like, yes. he's putting on a face. So he is having to act as Toby, sort of portraying, you know, this persona. And the same with Josh, and especially the same with CJ, because she's doing it the whole episode. Yeah. So I thought that was fun to watch them sort of like, okay, how would my character be talking to these people? How would my yes. character give an interview? It's a it's an added dimension. Um, yeah. And actually, now that you say that, of the people they interviewed... I think the person who still felt the most like their character was Donna. <laughs> I do too. I thought the same thing. I felt like Toby didn't seem a whole lot like Toby. <laughs> he like he like tried to keep it dour and sad. Yeah. But it just didn't feel quite like the Toby we're used to. But Donna mm -hmm. spoke exactly the same and talked about yeah. CJ the way I totally would imagine her to. Yeah, so. <laughs> I agree. I I remember thinking that while she was, while she was on the screen, I remember thinking she's doing a great job at this. Like this is just Donna talking. Mm -hmm. Like she is in character right now. <laughs> uh, so that was great. Yeah, that was fun. Um, it was fun. Another thing were like the little, you know, the West Wing's big on comedy. Um, it was fun to see the little quips. You know, like, Josh telling CJ she looked good, or, like, mm -hmm. in the beginning, CJ says something about, that was bragging when she said something about bringing yeah. the president, and she gave a little <laughs> smirk, which was wonderful. It was kind of fun to see those little quips from a different angle, like, from afar, yeah. like, not so yeah. scripted. They seemed genuine. <clears throat> I thought that was, like, another dimension to it. Yes. And I think, well, I like, you know, I... I understand how some people don't like this episode, but I like mm -hmm. the documentary thing in that, you know, it, well, no, I guess that's exactly what you were saying, that <laughs> I love documentaries and I like the nerdy aspect of it, that they were bringing up all the history of it, of the press corps and then having the briefing room 
and when it moved to a more constant activity within the West yeah. Wing, I think that's awesome to know more behind that and that they break yeah. it down for you and talk about, um, well, CJ, she talks about some people say I mislead or spin or hide and, you know, that's not the goal. And then the voiceover used the term adversarial press. <laughs> so, like, it still gives a really good, you know, outside of just the drama of the show, it's really, it's more so educational about how it would work in the real yeah. world. I um, agree totally. And I think, I think that is, I think the people who like this episode, I mean, obviously people, I feel like the crowd of the West Wing is <laughs> At least a semi-intellectual crowd, a semi-nerdy like, crowd. I feel like they're the crowd who like documentaries also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that, because I, yeah, I think that was a whole, a whole nother layer. There's so many layers. This whole episode is an onion. But I think that was a whole, a whole another layer was the thought of how the press corps has evolved and the thought of this whole episode is driving home, hey, CJ's job is really, really hard and like, she's great at it and mm -hmm. like the just the the 24 hours of it and like when yes. they're watching the explosion happen live and for a while they they do a a shot that stays on just you see the they're they're filming the tv and it's just the explosion and it's all it says is live and breaking news yeah and it was just such a reminder that like oh okay this just happened all of America who's watching saw it just happen, mm -hmm. and now the White House and the FBI and everybody have to formulate a response and a plan. Like, they're expected to know exactly what's going on all the time, yeah. even though they're literally watching it at the same time. Right. And that's a whole other wrench yeah. in their plan. They're, they're not the ones in charge of every situation. Right, um, yeah. And that's when, when they shoot the TV and the guy in... CJ's watching the TV, and the guy in her office says, so now do you just wait? And she said, yeah. you wanted to see what I do every day. Yeah. This is, so clearly that's part of what they have to do every now and then, because if it's mm -hmm. happening, you know, on the opposite coast, and someone else is in charge of the operation, it's not like yeah. the president steps in and puts on his, right. you know, his local West Coast FBI <laughs> hat, and is like, okay, right. I'll be in charge now. So I that definitely I can tell CJ everything that happens. I definitely just pictured Jed in like an FBI cap and a little jacket flies out there. <laughs> Hanging oh, out on the coast perfect. of Washington. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how it works, but they're expected to immediately know everything and to have comments on everything. Yeah. And it's so crazy that like you know those reporters are smart enough to know that like there are things they can't know. <laughs> Yes, you know what I mean? absolutely. So a lot of the no so it's such a hard line. It'd be a hard line for them too that like they have to do their jobs. Right. It's also their job to, to push. Ask, right. They have to ask those questions, but like they know there are things that they can't know right now because of national security. So I just thought it the whole episode raised a lot of good points and questions about that kind of thing. Um and just about the how complicated it all can get, especially now with the everything being live. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. And so I thought that citizen was journalists also, which oh, they didn't yeah. have to deal with as much. Right. Um, in this episode, it is someone on the island who called into a drive time radio show, which is, yeah. I guess, as close as you could get now to someone on Twitter <laughs> trying Facebook to report or, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true because it wasn't, that was like just the beginning of getting the news from Twitter and Facebook and all that. Yep. Um, well, from the public, from, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, citizen reporting. So, 
Oh man, I think it's I think it's an interesting episode too because of you know, we get so wrapped up in the in our little West Wing world and like people talk all the time about wishing it was real and I think this is an episode that is like I don't know, it's just like, whoa, what if it was real? Like, it makes yeah. it feel really real. It makes it feel a lot different than the other episodes. I thought that was it a does. cool... Yeah, I thought that was a cool added effect. <sighs> and I, I, again, would just watch Alice and Janney. That's, yes. I feel like I made that note, like, every five minutes. <laughs> She's great. I feel like for the... Uh, you know, I... For those who want all of the amazing, fast-paced walking and talking on, you know, expounding on deep ideals and propelling the country to greatness <laughs> on the, yeah. on the other side, on the other side of the argument are the people who love the West wing, but are sometimes, they sometimes get a little bit annoyed at how heavy handed yeah. the, the either the moralism or the, all of that can get in the storylines. Oh, yeah. So at least this is one of the episodes where it's not, trying to shove anything down your throat or be brilliant about anything. Right. It's just like, we're going to show this piece of real life in an entertaining way. Yeah. With a character you love. (laughs) I agree with that totally. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't hurt. I agree with that totally. And I think, I think it, I can see the argument too, because the argument with the long goodbye is that it comes at like a, a, not a great time in this storyline in the sense that, you're almost to the end of the season. Things are kind of building up. You know something big's about to happen, and then you have this episode that sort of takes you out of where yeah. you are. Yeah. Um, and so I get that. I think it works better here than it does in the Long Goodbye because we're still in the West Wing I agree. and we're still we're still dealing with that drama. So I think it works better here. But my my counter to that argument would be that you know it's been five seasons. They're, they're trying to do something different, and I think this was a successful attempt at doing that. If they were I going so. to do something different, I, in my personal humble opinion, I think this worked. I thought it fit with the West. I mean, it's a documentary, for God's sake. Like, right. it's, it, it fits right down the line of, like, the nerdy West Wing. And, I, yeah, I just, I think it, it shows just enough difference. Like, it feels different, but at the same time, it's the characters we love. It's you still get the quippiness, you still get the funny, and yep. but there's drama. I don't know. So, yeah, I, overall, in case you guys haven't been able to tell for the last 23 minutes, I am a fan of this episode. <laughs> <sighs> I think that's most, that's, that's most of my observations, though. Did you have anything else? Um, there were, not really. There were a couple things I really liked, them talking about. Oh, Sam. Um, about, um, they were also looking to see, or that the person serving in the position of press secretary can change it a lot, which they don't highlight that much, but is in the real world. So incredibly true that it's the person serving in the position who basically make the terms of the deal themselves completely. Yeah. Um, which is interesting to think about because on the West wing, we don't see many people hold the position right? or many people do different things with it. So, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's one thing that, you know, with having just one press secretary for the, yeah. the majority of the show, you don't get to really see that aspect of how much it can change. Which um, brings up another uh, quick point that at the end they say 
CJ yes. was the only press sec- only female press secretary to serve for two terms. Now they don't say two full terms, but that's what they're implying. Yeah. Um. So it's just interesting it to pretty, see that. Well, that and it was pretty it was close, close you know. Yeah. So, and if you count like her time on the campaign before he first got elected, I'm yeah. sure it was a full eight years. Um. But yeah, that, I thought that was a little funny. Yeah, it is a little fun because you can just see, oh, like they were totally weren't planning <laughs> for yep. CJ to not <laughs> yeah. be the press secretary. Spoiler oh. alert, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah. And then the thought that uh, when they talk about the Heisenberg principle, which I looked up, and I there's debate over whether that's actually considered the Heisenberg principle, but oh really? The idea that by observing a phenomenon, you change the phenomenon itself. Um, yeah. which I would think if someone were to do this in a, in the real life White House, how it would change it so much. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would be, yep. you know, this, this kind of behind the scenes pass is you could basically only get this kind of access with a fictional situation. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. There's no, there's no way they would get this kind of information from a real life functioning White House. Right. So, um, so I think it's that's another interesting point they make, or that CJ yeah, made. Yeah, I'm going to Google that. Of course, of course, it's going to be a weird day because yeah, I have someone filming here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that sort of made my brain hurt a little bit when they were talking about it, but I did mean to Google it because um, I think that I think that's an interesting point. Um, so what I so what I found is there's this thing called the observer's effect. Oh, okay. It it kind of applies more to scientific experiments, um, and then okay. some people relate it back to the Heisenberg principle of quantum physics, which is where I oh. which is where it lost me for the most part. <laughs> um, but the, with the thinking that sometimes when you are measuring something, it inherently changes it. And one of the examples they gave was checking the pressure in your tire. That you can't do that without huh. changing the pressure in your tire. <laughs> That's interesting. That's a great example too. Yes. So that's a perfect example. But anyway, um, the I think the explanation of it, what, regardless of what the principle is called, I think the the explanation holds some truth. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do too. And I think it was very West Wing to sort of bring that. Yes. Up very. In the, you know, I mean, yeah. Sounds seems like something President Bartlett would do. Speaking of which, another moment I loved is when we get the small glimpse of the president asking CJ if she's okay. Yes. She's hanging in there. I thought that yeah. was wonderful. That just shows their relationship and uh, that even though tensions were running high, that, yes. you know, they were just, I don't know. Well, I just love the president, so that's fine. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, do you have an MVP for this episode? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that one just has to go to CJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind like of unavoidable. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's the MVP, for sure. Same. So, um, well, thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited to finally fun. to finally join in. I know, your podcast debut. For the listeners, thing. for the listeners, just so you understand, I have followed in in nerdy glory all of the wonderful interviews that <sighs> yeah. that our podcasters have done with the cast. <laughs> um and if you if you doubt my obsession, you need to know that I have a cat named Millie, and <laughs> yeah. it is a West Wing ref, West Wing character, however obscure. Um, 
because I got the cat when I was in medical school, and so I named her after Millicent Griffith, who <laughs> is who is Elizabeth's godmother and the Surgeon General. Yeah. So yeah. if that's if that doesn't show you how much I know about the West Wing, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that that pretty much does it for me. <laughs> um, she's one of my favorite guest characters. I like her a I, lot. I mean, that episode's a great episode, so. If you guys have thoughts or feelings on this episode, which I'm sure that everyone does, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Winging It Pod. And if you have any longer thoughts and want to email us, you can send them to thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me. Of course. For all the West Wing listeners, um, we'll be back next week. I think the next episode is Talking Points. Um, So, yeah, we'll be back to our normal West Wing. And we will see you then. Thanks, Abby. Bye. Bye.